All right, we're going to be okay this week. I am not editing anymore, which means I'm not going to blast the crazy bus theme with Titus laughing in everyone's ears. Uh, I'm really proud of what, what I did in the midpoint, though, with the, the Japanese Mario versus Luigi commercial slowly fading into to people spamming sounds of that game in the microphone while I was telling the story about the Old West and Scrib was just making harmonica noises. He wasn't playing the harmonica, he was just making harmonica noises. I I need to go back and, and at least listen to that. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, but it got very divided reception. There are people who hated the Clustercast 4.0 and never want to hear a Clustercast again, but I yeah. also had people texting my phone personally about how much <laughs> they loved Clustercast 4.0. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, maybe you and Matt and Scrib and Colin should just do Clustercast on the side. <laughs> Maybe. I always have a lot of fun with it, but at the same time, I, I understand wait, wait, Jimmy, why it you wouldn't don't be everyone's jam. you don't want to join in on this wonderful idea, Jimmy? Absolutely I bet Matt is one not. of the people who <laughs> <Jimmy>. hates it. <laughs> Are you just looking for someone to, to give you an out right now, Matt? So. <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it's fun most of the time. It gets a little crazy, but it's, it's I, fun most of the I, time. I, I love know? it. I adore it because it's a weird George thing. Like, like yeah. my bullshit sense of humor just like has an opportunity to to go streaking through through the sports fields whenever we do a cluster cast. Yeah, but we're not but anyway, doing one this week. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're normal Hi. again. Hello and Hello. welcome. Hello and welcome. Yeah, and welcome to the TOVG podcast. Um, <laughs> amazing. Let's talk week. about video games. Yes. Yeah. You guys first. I'm going to try and think if I've played literally anything. Okay. Well. Oh, you know, I do I do have something to talk about because Overwatch Competitive came out. <laughs> God damn, that was last week's. <laughs> no, well, I actually, like, played it now. Last time I played, like, one match, and I was like, yeah, it's all right. I have okay. extended thoughts about it. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Should I spin a bottle? Spin, spin a, a bottle. bottle. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Oh, look, it landed on J Matt. <laughs> nice nice well i've been uh playing a little bit of dishonored uh Holy it's a game shit. yeah it's a game i've been wanting to play for a while oh, i always man. saw it there you know on the side i was like oh that looks like a cool game but i never played it um i got into it and uh i i'm i'm, I'm pretty far in i, I i've still yet to do the dlcs because i want to do the dlcs but man it's it's a different little game it's not the normal stuff not to say that none nope. of this stuff hasn't been done before but it, it's like a a nice little stealth game um yeah uh, hmm how do i explain this game how huh? how far into it are you i'm um, sorry <clears throat> uh i beat the main story just recently oh okay so you are all are the way through yeah, I'm all the way through. Um, I want to do the DLCs before I. I, yeah, I, I guess I guess you should review a game for its regular stuff and not the. Well, I don't know. I I, I kind of do both, but yeah, it, it's I'm 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 in there. Basically, you play a guy who was dishonored, and that's <laughs> hence the name. I don't want to hey. spoil anything. Hey, hey, um, they make you care about the characters you need to care about. Uh, they land that pretty nicely. They 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 have little details like, oh yeah, that that would I guess it will kind of be in spoiler territory. But like they show you, uh, for instance, uh, a guy 
can how a guy can shoot, for instance. It's some certain certain things that you could totally miss. And they they even address those little bits. Like it's it's really it's really there there's some love in there, I gotta say. But anyways, the, the main thing is that it's a stealth game, right? Which I mm-hmm. played non lethally. Uh you can choose between them. Um, and it's very blatant, like in the quest, they'll say, oh, this is a non-lethal route. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit gray-ish. You mm-hmm. don't, there's not, it's not really, you can be good. Uh, it's, it's, it's more kind of like, even if you go non-lethal, it, it still makes you feel like you're, you kind of did something wrong. It's, it's very strange in that way. Um, but you have magical powers. <laughs> um um, and it's, it's it's like a steampunk, um, supernatural mm, self game. There you go. At where mm. you have a open world uh, based on like kind of like, oh, you're going out on a mission. So you take a boat with Samuel to a mission and that whole area is practically open world. There's a few loading screens separating each area so you can know where like certain collectibles are because you once you, you you can collect like runes that give you um more points for you to upgrade your your blink ability um which is like kind of your teleport or your so smooth yeah yeah and it's super very, very smooth. clever implementation of yeah. how to teleport in a first person video game it's, mm. it's actually the best thing for for the stealth aspect of it because and, and i also think you that's can blink how, um, behind someone and just like freaking nick them you know it's it's really satisfying i think that's also how people came up with the idea of moving by tossing the teleporter in vr games you uh Mm. you blink in a very similar way in a lot of a lot of vr games that want you to move around without holding a stick (laughs) you're such a (laughs) hater of the of the blinking um (laughs) yeah it's um it, it, it's it's a I gotta say there's it's not perfect I would say but it, it is fun mm-hmm. I had fun playing it it's so it's yeah I I played it back when it came out and the big thing that was killing me I really wanted to like the game but I feel like it was gimping the non lethal routes like you have a lot more toys to play yes. with yes and that was that was the big contentious objection when when I did a video on it way way years ago when it came out and I was actually thinking about Dishonored last night because since Doom you know I'm a little anxious mm. I'm like oh if I try to find a flaw in in a well-liked game even if it is a flaw everyone agrees on and i focus and expand upon that to try to you know give the developers <laughs> feedback and also increase the breadth of discussion about this particular game and how it can be better i i i you know, get hate for it and dishonored you're, is you're one of those George. games where there's um like it's well executed it's well made i like the style in the world but it has like one crippling flaw which is how gimpy it makes playing a a non-lethal cool dude run because i um noticed later on in the second half which is why i was asking you how far you got i kind of started to grow disillusioned with it because i noticed i was quick save spamming a lot because there was really nothing to do besides blink yeah see that's the problem with it if i made a video about people would hate me because there's 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 two th- there's all right so all right look it, the game is great but you're you are constantly there is no way to knock out a guard 
without you killing him, okay, when he sees you. That's it. As soon as you're seen, you have to reload the save every single time. Every mm-hmm. single time. And it, it's, so just, it's basically better be, be, become a mechanic in the game. That's how much. If you're going to do a non-lethal rot, you will absolutely load and save. Save and load. Mm-hmm. Save and load over and over again. And it it's it, you, you just eventually have all these files... That you have backed up just in case you mess something up. All right. You can't, you got to make sure you don't put the unconscious person in water or he will die. That's right. You have to make sure um, you don't accidentally, he doesn't accidentally fall off a a tall cliff or something or he will die. Like there's a lot of little things that, like, okay, you got to be extremely careful. Plus, Sometimes you're gimped out of story doing the non-lethal stuff as well. Oh, really? Because my argument was that you get the good ending by going non-lethal. You also unlock a better version of the last level as opposed to a dark and stormy version that's super difficult. Like, it's like my, my, my thing. You're talking about the, the whole ending part. The, the chaos system. Right. Where you're, if you're killing people, the levels. chaos blows up. Yeah. yeah. It makes them harder and more more enemies show up to to better more increase the, the security because they the evidently weepers. need it because people have been dying. Yeah. It, and, it, but it, it's a stealth game that you got to sneak around them with. So um, it, my thing was that it, it's, it's a very similar like mechanical loop with the problems I was having with Doom, where it was a good game, but prodding you towards not an interesting way to play it. In this case, there was the chaos meter and the good ending encouraging you to do a non-lethal route, as well as a good decade and a half of stealth gameplay generally idolizing the non-lethal route. But... I've heard, and I bet it's true, that the game's a lot more fun if you just go kill people and get into fights where you possess them and and telekinetically move their bullets back into their guns and and rewind time in the middle of a fight to to pull off cool rah-rah action guy moves. But if you actually play it non-lethally, like you're trying to be really good at playing a stealth game, and if you're also going for the best level with no chaos developing, then you're gonna not have as good a time. I had fun doing the stealth stuff, but there's so many upgrades and there's stuff so I want to try. There's so many tools if you don't. So many the, more tools. You can't upgrade your 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 bolts, your sleep bolts. You can't do any like you're you what you start with is what you get and then that's it. You that's just blink, it. That's all you have. Blink your way, yeah. throw throw the VR teleporter to the other room. You're playing Farscapes or whatever it was called. And you can't take the sword out and just use something else. No, like you can't even press that button at all, or you will slice people to death. Like automatically, you will just nick them. That's it, done. It, it's it, they're dead. It, it, it's 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 a little it's a little. I don't know why I have the non lethal stuff there, and and it, it, uh, it seems like it doesn't really change too much. It's really sad because your usual stealth game, and even the first person stealth games that inspired it, like between Thief and Deus Ex. <laughs> You uh, doing a non-lethal no-kill route is a almost a exploit. Like the people who developed Deus Ex did not actually expect players to go through without killing anyone, but players figured it out after after months of uh, cross-referencing certain events and checklists because it was something that you had to work for. It felt like a real accomplishment. And with this one, they've designed a non-lethal route, but it's easy to see 
mm. and and not exactly the accomplishment it used to be and therefore it <clears throat> doesn't really require a lot of fancy tricks to pull off like when i was doing the mgs3 non-lethal no trank playthrough like that was the most fun the most intense way to play the game whereas with dishonored it's the most fun, the most intense way to play the game. It's the way the dev meant it to be played. If you stealth, but also occasionally get into a big dumb fight. Mm. Yeah. When you make a mistake or something well, or not. Yeah. It, it, it's, I think uh, when I say you miss some stuff there, there is, I don't want to give off anything, but there's certain times where instead of talking to a character, you uh, choke him out. And you end up. I think I remember that. Yeah. And there's a big part where you choke them out instead of talking and you end up missing some stuff. And you're like, and I I would replay and do it the other way because I would want to try some stuff. And I think I need to have to to, to replay it again and see what happens. Like, if it, what did I miss even more than I think I did? Because man, it's, it's, it's clear, but it's not clear at the same time. It's very, very weird. But yeah, that's that's dishonored. I don't wanna we gotta we gotta be quick. <laughs> we gotta be quick. So what have you guys been playing? I like uh, that you were playing Dishonored of all things though, because that <laughs> I I was actually thinking about Dishonored last night. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to play it, but um you know I guess time. I played I guess I played another Bethesda game. I've been playing a little Ooh. bit of Oblivion. Oh so, so you're keeping you're keeping it up. Well, uh, just for funsies, I did one stream where I had people pick what my class race and all that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to try and continue that and do like one a week or something where I just continue the, the tale. What did but, they make um, you? I See, I expected everybody to make my class really fucked up and imbalanced. And instead, they made me a, um unarmed Khajiit thief. So I'm like... Pretty much an optimized class. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I actually made one of those before. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, it is the epic tale of One Punch Cat, and <laughs> uh, I my grand story begins with me going to the Imperial Arena, watching those two guys who are just like punching each other, and you get five free hand to hand points. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I found their chest and I was like, I haven't stolen anything yet. So I like snuck and like wedged myself between some boxes and it took me like 70 tries. But I I, uh, picked the very hard level lock um, with a security skill of like 16. So (laughs) not good. And um, inside was cuffs that give you plus 20 hand to hand. So I'm I'm pretty balling right now. Damn. Uh, but yeah, so I, I did that, and then of course Overwatch competitive. Uh, I guess you can say the honeymoon is over, and people realize that competitive is pretty fucking broken right now, and not not very worthwhile. Um, no Pokemon Go. What, what, what's going on? I play the beta. It's and plus the servers are down. They crashed like multiple after, times. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one can play right now. I couldn't even log wow. into Pokemon TCG. I was just, I t- it's so broken. <laughs> I played, I opened up Go and I was playing it. And, and to be fair, it's a lot, well, a little more polished than the beta was. Like some of the assets look better. Uh, the UI looks better. But, oh, and then and they added more gyms and more Poke spots to get items. So all of those are good improvements across the board. 
However, the music is exactly the same and the music is bad. It's like, mm. it, it's like, I don't want to be overly harsh, but it is, it's just like a re, like change the instruments MIDI of some of the old Pokemon red and blue music, but with very poorly chosen MIDI instruments. What, Ouch. what is I, with this flat ground I see in, in Matt Visual's picture? Flat ground. It, it, that's the map is what okay. you're seeing in the back. Me, okay. that's my icon, and it shows where I'm looking. So that's my street. So um, you, you know, you know my street. That that's the the actual street that goes to my house. So is this like a Google so, Map uh, yeah. data that they turn yeah, into yeah. a Pokemon? You see little items in the back that you can walk to to get more Pokemon Pokemon balls and whatever yeah. Pokeballs. Are those little it's, white dots on the ground? No, the the blue box that's like way off in the distance. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you have to go to someone's <laughs> house. You, no, no the all the um all the poke spots. That's a poke spot where you get items. Those are all randomly chosen as like like local landmarks. So oh, like for okay. example, uh, one of them near me is like a fountain that's in like a little plaza. Holy shit, this is weird. I gotta try this. This sounds like it it's right up my alley. Actually, like to be completely honest, while I will say the game is unpolished and I think the music is bad, um. If for the if you are looking for the experience of I want to go on a walk yeah. and I want to walk a couple miles and just kind of like you know maybe you're like going to an open mall or something like that this game is is very fun for that it drains your battery really fast but like you <laughs> keep the thing open and you find Pokemon and you go into this little catching mini game and then like you can set them into local gyms to defend the gym if it's your team or you can try and take over other gyms and for all that, it's cool. I think it's very lacking currently, but they said that they're going to be adding a lot of stuff to it. I just wish they would have like waited a couple months before they released yeah. it and added it with a bit more to do. But for now, it's it's pretty good if you like going on walks. For me, I'm in California during a heat wave and a drought, and I don't want to go on walks pretty much ever. So... <laughs> I don't want to walk around my, my neighborhood. I'm straight. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what, <laughs> what landmark they got that Pokeball at, but I ain't going to it. I tell you that's that. That's what scares me about this, because looking more at this and knowing that's me, that could be the Skull House. <laughs> like, that could be the random local right. landmark they picked, is, is the creepy little haunted house at the end of Matt Street. For people who don't know... There's this house uh, down the road from me that has just every skull you can think of mm. all around the house, the outside of the house in the front, mm. just mm. everywhere. And it's very like dark. It has trees that cover it. It's like what you would expect from a, like a demon lord's house or something. Like it's just <laughs> everywhere. Like it's so weird. It's just random. Just there. I've seen a lot yeah. of stuff. I've seen some Confederate flags. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I've never seen that. And it's the weirdest flags. thing. <laughs> yeah, In dude. your neighborhood? No, no. no. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Yeah, I no, was no, really no, confused. No. I've seen a lot of weird houses, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, not in my neighborhood, but in Georgia. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. S- sorry, sorry. I totally distracted you from your, your competitive Overwatch. I just I was just surprised that you didn't play oh. Pokemon Go. No, it's it's right. I'm. I want to give it 
a, a go, but um, <laughs> but uh, it's just oh, not. Gosh. I mean, well, it's first tough. of all, I can't because the servers are down. But just not super interested. Um, I I guess the other thing that kind of turns me off is as a beta player. Uh, in the beta, every day you could just open up the shop and you get two thousand five hundred coins. Um, oh, and nice. I that was to ex- expedite your your ability to play the game because you can buy a bunch of like incense which you just place and it tracks pokemon to your current location over for half an hour and like basically stuff to help you move quickly so they can test later bits of gameplay like once you have trained up pokemon and such um but obviously it's not in the full game you get no coins when you enter the shop for free and what you have to do is go to a gym and like have a poke like take over the gym and have a pokemon defending the gym and then every day that you have that there you get a defender bonus and you get some experience points and you get some coins see mm-mm. so i have to do work if i want to get coins and i don't really want to and, luckily and there's like five gyms near me but whatever it gets people to buy the coins though oh uh, what, yeah. what did they decide as a gym uh it's usually major landmarks um at least in the area so for example there's one in the TOVG office, there's a fountain <laughs> outside of the office, and it's literally called Three Squirters. And that's the gym. It's very funny. <laughs> Three um, Squirters? Yeah, because that's what the fountain is called. Oh um, my gosh. But, wow. Uh, the one, the one near this my... This is not a cluster cast. <laughs> the, the closest one to my house or my apartment is actually pretty cool. It's the, the town's local water tower. So... Like, it's absolutely a landmark in the middle of the town. So it's kind of cool that, like, I can go walk to the water tower and, like, have do a gym battle. Um, but anyway, enough about Pokemon Go. Uh, as far as Overwatch competitive goes, basically, people have been complaining that sudden death is fucking stupid because it's fucking stupid. Because in Overwatch, if you, in competitive, if you play a capture point or a, a payload map so like one on one team on attack one team on defend you both play one round of each so like one team attacks and then the other team attacks and based on who gets the payload farther or who captures more points who gets farther in the stage basically um determines the winner after the two rounds but if you both capture the same amount or if you both you know beat it uh it goes into sudden death and it literally coin tosses and then it goes what like we redo the stage one team goes on attack one team goes on defend and the attacking team just has to capture the first point and the defending team has to defend the first point and that's so fucking imbalanced it's not even funny like that basically that means the defending team is at a disadvantage every single time and not only that but overtimes and search like search times have made singular competitive matches take up to like 45 plus minutes so damn you want your cool gold gun that costs 300 competitive points <laughs> which is you get one per win yeah oh, have no. have fun fucking two years down the line oh, yeah they no. did it <laughs> they they already said they're removing sudden death from season two of overwatch competitive um so I mean they they hear what people are saying, but it's just like it's not really worth it to play right now. The capture point maps are fun, or the like single control point maps are fun, where it's like one point in between and it's just best of five. But the payload stuff is not 
it, it's it needs tweaking, a lot of tweaking. Mm. The memes, so anyway. the memes will keep it alive. The memes. Will, oh yeah, dude. The memes will keep it alive. It's fine. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the memes are good. <laughs> the the, the seven hundred million diva cosplayers will keep it alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Oh, watch yeah. is gonna be fine. It's Blizzard. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like I, base game is still fantastic. I still play uh, quick play all the time, but um, competitive, I'm just kind of sticking away from right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I still. What about you? I still plan on getting it eventually. I spent the past week absolutely fascinated by World War One. Oh, are oh. you are you going to go deep on uh on Battlefield One? Yeah, probably. Going I, deep. I um was you know when I was talking about it earlier on the podcast, I was super duper hype because I was like, yeah, yay, something fresh and different. And then when they showed gameplay of it being like really fast people sprinting around, spraying automatics at everyone, I was like, oh. So I spent the past week playing a bunch of games that um are based off of World War One. Not a lot of them. Mm. There are not a lot of those. So you played all of them, right? I, I have played, according to Wikipedia's list of World War One games, I have played one half of all the first person shooters based off World War One because there are Dang. 10 of them and I've played five. Wow. <laughs> I know, You're practically right? a scholar on the subject. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I am getting all the details right. There are a shitload of flight sims, though. Um... And a little bit of of strategy games. I think there are almost more first-person games than there are strategy games, though, which is also really weird and something I genuinely didn't expect because you'd imagine that, like, big, giant empires having to mobilize troops across the globe would be a more more interesting challenge than than firing lever-action guns at people and bunkers. But anyways, yeah, it's a really, really weird setting where developers are like struggling to balance how to to pull up fun from mud and death and also something that you don't really see a lot is um sensitivity issues Mm. (laughs) like on Mm. on my video i see one comment already that i really love that just came in while we were recording that said some things are sacred and as a funeral for my thousand year old empire i'd rather games and especially fps games never touch it which Mm. from an american perspective is uh something i can't really relate to i don't know which thousand year old empire he's talking about Mm. but uh there were there were four of them in world war one that just either died or went absolutely nutso afterwards. Like, World mm. War One is the dividing line between the world caring about being really prim and proper on, on one, on, during most of antiquity, and then people turning into absolutely crazy nutso stoners for all mm. of modernity. You had the, the Russian Empire turn into the Soviet Union, the German Empire turned into the Third Reich, they, they went absolutely crazy. The Ottoman Empire became colonies, completely dissolved, and the Austro-Prussian Empire, it just, Prussia doesn't exist anymore as a country when it was there for forever before then. So you had the a lot of major political institutions of the world collapse. 36 million people die. And I have a line about that in the video. 
And someone in the comment section just quoted that line and said, I think I'm going to feel sick. And I'm like, oh, God, what did what did I what did I walk into? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still like I think that if if you you think about a subject well and, and try to come up with some creative concept that gamifies the systems at play of a historical topic, you can make really, really interesting games out of it. And um. One one of the ideas I suggested in this video that I think would be really fun to think about, there's just so many fun things to think about with the setting, which is why I'm fascinated with it, is a World War One grand strategy game where the win state is to guarantee that a World War II will never happen. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be I interesting. Think that's a lot of the uh, reason why this is such a sensitive and sore topic is because the end of World War One set up like half of the world to go absolutely crazy over the next half century. Mm. Like it... uh is is constantly argued by a lot of historians that that the treaty of versailles more or less guaranteed that a world war ii would be happening a few decades later and there it, it of course in retrospect it's easy to see that it did so um yeah yeah playing with this setting is interesting it's uh it's a case where it seems like the whole world was going great the the world was failing but people weren't going crazy in the midst of it there's these uh there's this weird system of of honor that you occasionally see popping up sometimes in some in some stories when the red baron mm-hmm. was shot down he uh his wreckage was discovered by an australian unit that that recovered the body and gave him full military funeral rights and um there's other flying aces who would deliver letters from captured prisoners back home to their families to let them know they're all right and alive and um, way earlier on in the first year of the war, there was the Christmas troops where where some units across dividing lines of the trenches were just like, fuck this. Let's let's enjoy one day. Yeah. And and so it seems like. Um, a, a horrible situation where the people involved still showed great respect and honor for each other in, in the middle of the worst worst of it. And that's really, really interesting and also kind of I, I it feels weird to say it because you also have to juggle the sensitivity issues. But there's also kind of an element of romanticism to that. Mm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, that's that's why I've been absolutely fascinated. I've been wow. I've been playing these games that have been trying to make a game out of weird situations with varying degrees of success. I think. The biggest kick I got out of the whole endeavor was discovering a game called Necrovision. Have you guys heard of a game called Necrovision? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Necrovision is a Polish first person first person shooter that um, plays like a. uh, It's it's a very, very strange mix between a like Call of Duty scripted corridor shooter and also Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein and Painkiller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I load up the menu, some um of of the most cliched horror action music plays. That's just like um trumpets and drums making scary noises in front <laughs> of a barbed wire frame of of super heavy metal looking artwork of like a guy in in 
covered in gas masks, blasting demons and zombies on the top of a hill. Because basically soldiers and Lovecraft creatures start popping out of the ground in the middle of the Battle of the Psalm, which is a, a battle so horrible that the protagonists of Amnesia Machine for Pigs tries to go back in time and, and kill his children so that they don't have to experience it. But in this game, it turns into a literal hell on Earth where, where doom happens because yeah. so many people are dying in one place at the same time. And the whole concept is absolutely hilarious. So the presentation is hilarious. It's um, it's It's like... A perfect example of a game so campy and dumb and stupid that it's genuinely enjoyable. Mm. And out of all the games I play, that was probably the most fun. I got a kick out of the flight simulators. I uh, got a kick out of the really weird first person shooters, which was that was one of them. And I also got sucked into a paradox grand strategy game for the first time ever. There's one called Darkest Hour. It has a World War One scenario and I wanted to play for one hour to get footage. Ended up playing for six hours. Whoops. Dang. <laughs> did, did you, did, of course you use the stick for those flight simulators, right? Oh yeah, my stick's stick. dying though and I think uh, it finally might be time to replace it. It veers to the left. Uh, oh. When I, if, if I just plug it in and start using it, it's calibrated properly, but after about a minute of twisting and shifting my stick all over the place, it starts oh, yeah. veering to the left, and that's that's not good. Um. Oh, See fun story. I can tell a fun story about the flight simulator that I uh, finished it off with, and that was a flight sim called Wings Over Flanders Fields, which is, I think it is a paid mod. Oh, yeah? And yeah, because those are much more common in the flight simulator uh, world. And it's also a concept that I hate, as evidenced by how much of a clusterfuck getting this flight simulator set up is. It's really expensive. It's um I, I I don't the reason I say paid mod, even though it's a like genuinely complete product, is that I don't see any Microsoft logos all over their website, even though it requires an installation of Microsoft Combat Simulator 3 from 2002 to run. Whoa. This is a game that started out as a mod and had a full-fledged paid release around 2013-2014. And it requires a game from 2002 installed on your computer to run. That game is... It's, uh, it's not easy to find these days. <laughs> um, once you have it installed, you have to patch it to specifically version 3.1. Then you can install Wings Over Flanders Field, which is a... It's sold in bundles now that have expansion number one or expansion number two included in the bundle. The game with expansion number one is $40. You can no longer buy the base game by itself. It's $40 and it requires a game from 2002 installed. If you buy the full everything package with both their expansions, then it's $60, $65 actually, I think. And I didn't go with that option. Of course, I went with the cheaper one. Mm-hmm. Once I uh, had it installed, a whole bunch of meters were popping up all over the screen. The process took forever. It was the weirdest install wizard I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I uh, finally got everything installed and ready to go, and it was missing WMP.DLL. What is WMP.DLL, you ask? It's a DLL that Windows comes with Media Windows. Player? Yeah. So yeah. I go online <sighs> and try to download this DLL and find it but i also find forum posts from people saying it w wasn't working nowhere in the official eight faq which is huge and enormous and has really complicated install instructions did they mention this particular problem 
I had to go into control panel and re-enable something I should never have to deal with in my life, which is Windows Media Player, to get a game <laughs> to get a game yes. from 2004 wow. that requires a game from 2002 working. Ah! <laughs> and eventually <laughs> I got it running and it was fine. But holy shit, guys, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Um, and here's another fun, fun story. Getting mouse look to work in this flight sim is you you have to emulate track ir but with a hack <laughs> that enables it to capture your mouse movements instead of your face movements and with what? a hack that also hooks that into the wings over flanders fields but no not really microsoft cuts that microsoft combat simulator 3 engine so you you download track no IR, which is the uh, like alternate free version, except the developer of this started wanting people to pay for it. So fine, I, I get, get on PayPal and send three and a half bucks to this one piece of throwaway software I'll never use again, just so I can have pretty footage for a video. Mm-hmm. I, I download a mod for track no IR, which is the open source free alternative to track IR and uh, get mouse look running. Like, what the fuck? What the hell? Guys? No. If <laughs> the thing is, if this was not a paid mod for super hardcore, incredibly patient simulator people, they would not be able to get away with this shit at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's like one, even though it's absolutely a fine game to play once everything's set up and running, I have just never before in my life encountered an install process so convoluted and prone to failure from a product at this price level like that sucks even though paid mods are a thing in the flight simulator community and that was a lot of a counter argument that people were using in my video where i talked about how awful paid mods are no this is awful please don't spread this holy shit it's terrible damn the game's fine though i mean like like i was saying once you're playing it and getting it going things things are okay but it's just such a stark contrast to the red baron game from 1990 where i just drag and drop it into dos box and everything works yeah you could just jump right into that and and the modern flight sim though the one that should have all the bells and whistles of modern convenience turns out to be the exact opposite situation Well, there you go. Yeah, that's my rant about flight simulators these days, which makes me sad because uh, there's a lot of potential, especially once VR gets going for flight simulators oh, yeah. to be a big thing again. But I. Well, that that is that is not the norm, I would say, for I guess I, I guess for those types of games. There's, there's, there's a, I can't remember the name, but there's a couple out there that people Two play. Of the flagship titles are Eve Valkyrie and. Um, Elite Dangerous, which but, are not like flight sims, but they're space sims, which is a similar there's concept. There's a couple of flight ones, like with like army vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a couple of YouTube channels built around it. They're way easier to install. Yeah, uh, I forgot simulator the name people would love it. I, I guess just like the thing is, I think what this situation shows is why simulators aren't popular anymore. Like they used to be a subset of the action game genre. They used to be a kind of mainstream thing, but the the genre eventually got so obsessed with the little details and and not really streamlining them in a in a engineering way to the point where you have to have all of these other pieces of software installed to get the flight simulator to work all of these peripherals to do it right the official wings over flanders field recommends a track ir setup 
which is kind of dummying a headset where you move your head in front of your monitor and it moves the camera around the cockpit. I did an alternate version with the webcam and it didn't work at all. It did a terrible job of capturing my face. Yeah, those don't work. I, I used to yeah. try that to do Elite Dangerous before I got my Oculus and it's pretty bad. I actually end up putting a my own my old cell phone on my head. Oh yeah. Would that yeah. do it? Yeah, yeah. I, I I there's footage of this on the Elite <laughs> Dangerous review. There's footage of this of me trying this. The phone it's on my head and it works sort of. You sort okay. of get it, but then it's it's kind of awkward because you're you're kind of it's not calibrated just right. So you're moving your head too much to the side to the point that you're not even looking at the screen mm-hmm. anymore. So, you know, you have to kind of, you know, um, push your eyes to the right if you're looking to the to the left and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's not so good to jerry rig stuff. And then the track IR thing is like a hundred and something bucks. Maybe it's Are on you sale now. Uh, yeah, it's like I can it look it up right be. now. It's just like a, a an, yeah, it's just a little a candle, thing. right? Yeah. It, the, Okay. It's just a little thing. It, it, it it's a hundred and fifty bucks. So it you, you strap it in and then it like tracks you. So you know if you want to play the the preeminent sim that the preeminent single player World War One flight sim, there's another product called Rise of Flight, but that's for multiplayer. But Wings Over Flanders Field is the best single player WW one flight sim around right now. You need this forty dollar game. If you can find it somewhere, it's a $5 download hosted on a very skeezy website. You can get Microsoft Combat Simulator 3. you, you got to pay three three thirty for track no IR to get your head tracking working. And then you got to have whatever joystick you got. Your room is uh, going to be full of plastic and your computer is <laughs> going to be full of garbage. And your wallet's not going to have any money in it just to Time. play... A flight simulator nowadays. T- time, time to the dust off the old Logitech fight stick um, in your in your basement. The fight <laughs> stick, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, flight <laughs> stick. Oh no, my god! But, but it would probably work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> like I mean, flying with the little lollipop joystick and having a control panel made out of arcade <laughs> buttons would still get the job done, I'm sure. Quark, quark. <laughs> <laughs> Water Circle Roundhouse. Water F-A-D-C. Circle Roundhouse, the, the Red F-A-D-C Baron out of the super skies. super to land the plane. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. Uh, yes. That was well, that was my week. Well, to the news! To push. Thank <laughs> you.
Oh shit! Are we on? <laughs> no, I, I was trying, okay. but apparently. Well, now we are. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back. You sound Hi. like you are going to evolve, um, George, I, I evolved while you were at karaoke. Who likes karaoke? <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the video game Evolve. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you guys remember the video game Evolve? No, no, it's I easy thought, to forget. I thought it died. Um, it did, so they're gonna try to bring it back as free-to-play, which shouldn't be something- I mean, it was kind of a surprising bit of news this week, because I was like, really? Evolve? Huh. But it also isn't the biggest surprise that they're trying to revive a dead multiplayer game by putting it free-to-play. Um, it's going live today, believe it or not, as a quote-unquote beta. Today on the- the- the recording day. Mm, Yesterday mm -hmm. for all of you. Or a couple days ago if you're late. Or July 7th, just to <laughs> clarify exactly. They're rolling yeah. out uh, a free-to-play version of Evolve in beta oh, uh, right now. I really want to check it out, actually, because ever since Rainbow Six Siege, I've been really interested in team-based competitive matchmaking multiplayer games that should be free-to-play, according to everyone. Um, and I want to give this a try at pretty soon. Matt, you down? Hell yeah. Jimmy, you down? <laughs> No. Jimmy never no. plays games with us, guys. I hope because I'm playing Overwatch and neither of you guys are doing that. Oh. It's like weird that I don't have Overwatch, though. But it it not, yeah. honestly is very weird that you don't have yeah. Overwatch. <laughs> but I have no interest in playing Evolve. I it's not a game that interests me very much. I played the. I get. I don't know. I guess it was a beta. I don't know what they were calling it, but they had a little free demo weekend before yeah. the game that they called some fancy word. And I liked the potential of the game. I mean, I also kind of liked the theming in a weird way, even though it's super generic. It reminded me a lot of like Turok games from the 90s where big 
manly people things wearing cars were were hunting ugly alien dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know. It reminded me of the aesthetics of my childhood. Uh, uh, but also, now that I have a regular group going that plays games together, that means that we will talk and tacticize and 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 shout out things that we see to each nice. other, which is really fun. I recommend Tango everyone down. have friends. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, the Rambo's think- <laughs> siege uh, voice acting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tangled down. I, I, Wait, the, it's okay, it's okay. I, I dropped her. I dropped her. It's fine. The the <laughs> lingo, the Copy lingo that. we've developed together is is amazing. I could just like listen in my ears about how there were six Trump voters at V with a Larry David coming on the way, and I know exactly <laughs> what they're talking about. <laughs> See. You know what else surprises me? That your group hasn't fucking gotten into Overwatch because literally there's a character that everybody refers to as Dad, <laughs> which is Soldier 76 because he's like a gray-haired, grizzled soldier, but like everyone just just sees him as the Dad character. Is that character. what everyone's talking about when they... Yeah, because I retweeted something from Dodger. I didn't know what she was saying, but she said something like, I'm so glad that people are doing all dad matches. And I was like, okay, retweeted. Yeah, but that's... I guess that's what she was talking about. Yeah, people call him Call of Daddy because he plays like Call of Duty shooter, but he's a dad character. Dad's, dad group, whatever your thing is called, dad stream <laughs> should do that. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch. Anyway, sorry for yeah, interrupting with Overwatch, Overwatch though, but I'm sure that once I do, everyone else in the group will be like, finally, George, Jesus, including Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, finally, George, Jesus. That's what, That one's for the future. But yeah, uh, Evolve is free to play. No word on how they're going to monetize it with microtransactions, but the official blog post release does say that anyone who owns classic Evolve will be given founder status and the new free version. Founder status. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, 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 but at least shouldn't use the word founder because it's in too many garbage preset stuff like uh you know who started that the ever um everquest next started that garbage and all of a sudden arc age and everyone's doing these founder stupid packs where you have to buy mm. money for a game for alpha access of a game that's not finished yet like two hundred dollars Sometimes for some of these packs, whatever, I'm done. All right, go ahead, George. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there is a um, horrible gambling scandal rocking the world of YouTube in CSGO. Uh, Jimmy, oh, I have been like covered under my covers just playing really weird World War One flight simulators. Flight sims. And totally know of this scandal, but didn't actually watch any videos or... Um, read any articles about it yet jimmy on the other hand you're informed yeah um i mean pretty much all the videos say the same thing but it's the fact that so many people are making videos like literally jim sterling was probably the most recent one to make a video on this and his video starts with you all you guys asked me yes i've (laughs) heard of it and i'm making a video that literally just restates everyone else because i have nothing to add and you know what my opinion is going to be um but so so what's what's the sitch? Okay. So there's these two YouTube uh, let's players slash uh, content creators, uh, Pro Syndicate and oh. um, Martin. Is it Martin T? Pro Syndicate is the one that T Martin. Yeah. Pro Syndicate and T Martin. So basically, over the past over over a, a long set of months, this community has been popping up of these CS:GO gambling sites where. You take 
your rare skins in CSGO and you essentially you bet them you like pay to bet them against other people's skins and so like you know like oh i have this skin that's worth like 50 bucks but you have a bunch of skins that kind of like are that equate up to 50 bucks and we're going to pin them against each other you just like basically put a put them on the line and then flip a digital coin and whoever wins just takes the pot and it's like i don't know that's something that people enjoy doing i guess that but sounds dumb it i mean anyway so <laughs> <laughs> it it is it is for all intents and purposes gambling uh not gambling under legal terms because it's not with real money it's with these digital skins but it is absolutely how are gambling. they doing that how are they taking skins into this third party because, thing how are they doing because it? valve is apathetic as fuck and they're they're Oh, you- their whole mo for years has been well. If we don't, if we don't pay attention to it, it's not really our problem. It's absolutely a problem. So these, yeah, I don't know how these sites do that, but it's like Valve's not stopping them. Um, so Pro Syndicate and T Martin, uh, they have been doing videos where they like jump in on these sites and they, you know, they do some gambling sessions and they edit together and it's all the video titles are like. Like, dude wins $13,000 in 10 minutes or whatever. Oh and it, because it's like they bet I, a fuck ton of money because they have a fuck ton of money and they put their crazy, crazy rare skins. And it's always just like them spinning and winning and being like, oh my God, like the whole time. And so. That's what people uh, like, though. I have seen those. I didn't, I only skimmed it and didn't see what was the exciting part. Uh, that was about think, a week and a half ago. I think the YouTuber's name is <clears throat> Call to Honor, Call to Arms, something like that. There's a guy who dug up the business registration for the site that they that both of both uh, T Martin and Pro Syndicate were using, mm-hmm. which is CS:GO Lotto, and the business registration very clearly names T Martin and Pro Syndicate as co-founders and owners of CS:GO Lotto. Oh. Damn. <laughs> so, under FTC regulations, you absolutely have to disclose uh, stuff like, you know, sponsorships, being paid for things, uh, association with with companies that are in brands that you're working for or with. And uh, the original video that I think it was T. Martin, one of them put up, the original video he says and everybody's been using this clip honestly it's like massive shot schadenfreude at this point but it's like the video he's literally like so me and me and the other dude found this really cool site recently it's called csgo lotto and so you know we just Uh-oh. tried it out it was a new thing we found and like oh no. then he goes on to say in that video that like so you know it won a pot it was pretty cool felt good so i hit him up on twitter and they replied and they were like yeah we'll like give you some free skins to like you know use on the show and whatever so i might have a, a deal with them soon never that that's not a real thing that happened oh, he no. is csgo lotto so oh, God. very intentionally misleading his audience um, <laughs> so yeah, that sounds pretty cut and dry Right, yeah, that's that's one half of the shadiness. The other half of the shadiness is that because this isn't technically legally gambling, uh, anybody not can do it of any age. Gamble. Well, okay, because how how does how does the the transaction process work of turning stupid 
Photoshop files that you put on a gun in a video game into money? Uh, well, I'm going to CSGOLotto.com right now right. to see exactly how you do this. Oh, live journalism. Let's go. Well, I, I'm curious because I don't know exactly how it works. So I have to sign in through Steam to play. So that's already uh, a fucking red flag. That's already that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Okay. Well, I mean, so it's LinkedIn. You, you can't turn your Steam fun bucks into real money. But yeah, but well, uh, yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how this works. You, you have to um, take your Steam inventory items to a third party market somehow, and that's always the step that his uh, his his eluded me is how people manage to do that because Steam wallet money is only ever going to be Steam wallet money, which means it's not even money. It's like credit uh, okay, on their so, particular store. Oh gosh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um all right. So cursory glance of what this is, basically you put your skins in a pot. It's they use another site called steamanalyst.com to determine the uh, rarity and value of the skins. Based on your bets, you get, you know, a certain payout ratio. CSGO Lotto retains 8% house edge on mm-hmm. each round, meaning that I guess if you lose or something, you lose 8% or something like that. I don't really know how gambling works. I'm not very much into gambling. Good. Um, but yeah, apparently, it, literally, it's as, as I described it earlier, I think is pretty accurate. You just bet your skins, flip a digital coin, somebody gets them, somebody doesn't. It is absolutely gambling. It's just not with actual real money, but these items can be sold for real money. So it's like... It's gambling like, in the pachinko in Japan sense. Yeah. I, yeah. And slot so, machines. Pretty. Yeah. I, so slot machines. win a prize, <sighs> then sell the prize at the store next door. Exactly. So, <laughs> but the, that's the other thing that people are very upset about is like anybody with half a mind would look at the site and be like, oh, it's gambling. Which is, you know, gambling's not illegal. It's regulated, but not illegal. But it is illegal if you're under 21. Um, oh right and this is not like video games yeah kids like video games kids make up the 10 million subscribers between t martin and pro syndicates (laughs) audience so um this is pretty unethical i'd say pushing a bunch of kids that you're misleading into thinking this is not your site to a site where they could pretty much get around the system and gamble not a good look for the uh, CSGO boys. Wow. Caught wow. with your pants down. Yeah, and also, I think T. Martin is the one who has been shutting up about it, but it, I, I don't know which one is which, but I know one of them, I think it's Pro Syndicate, has been talking and talking and trying to damage control and just, just like, like industrial backhoeing his own grave yeah, don't talk to anyone on the internet ever. Yeah, but like he put out an apology, like an apology video that he later took down. Took down yeah. That was like, I'm sorry for anyone who felt misled so by our that the one where he uh, like hugs his dog. Yeah, yeah. he hugs his yeah. dog at the yeah. start. I'm watching it now. I, I I haven't been fully committing to any of the media I've seen on this, but I have just like clicked on them and seen the thumbnails and I, I yeah, I think avoiding... I know the one with the dog. I've been avoiding because this has been too much YouTube drama, and I'm just like, I could care less. I, I really, could like, really care less about it. I, I really like not being a part of this, like not knowing even. Ignorance mm. is bliss. 
and when I was uh, seeing the uh, evidence of, of CSGO gambling going on and not really understanding it and not playing CSGO these days and not following the drama, I was like, oh, good. I don't have to feel like I'm a part of a gambling ethics scandal. Mm. But, you know, that that stuff has come awfully close to me already because I like CSGO and play it occasionally. And also, there's a uh, New York Times interview editorial out talking about how casinos are specifically aiming to include more video games over the next year. Right, but like... I guess it's just like whatever fine like gambling of course but regulated because 21 but this is like these fuckers are just the I, up and down completely just dishonest and betraying the trust of their audience their young audience and they, they don't know they look up to these guys you know yeah. i mean just it's like, it's weird to say uh, oh they have a responsibility and blah 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 but like they absolutely they do, do they yeah. do when they, they the kids don't know better right? which is something that better. a lot of grown-ass adults don't know better either like yeah. youtube drama is really really popular because oh. everyone of any demographic there are people of all demographics are apparently into it like like internet Negativity. drama is is such an easy thing like to milk yeah and I, I, mean, I just hate how hard it might be in the future to not be a part of it because it's creeping ever closer. Both drama it's and easy. Gambling. Just don't make videos about it. And I, I think you should be at least be fine for the most part. Don't Video be like games grade A under creeping. A, like where he feeds yeah. off of it or something. Or any Which of those is a shame because I love that guy's videos. I but actually I just don't I really like, like any grade. videos that just talk shit about other YouTubers for 10 I mean, minutes. Well, not not to go on a super tangent. In Grade's case, I, some of his videos have some like uh, meh points. Like his one against uh, Markiplier and PewDiePie, and then when for their videos talking about drama, I think had some good points and had some bad points. But for the most part, I find his videos like like pointing out specific people and being like, "This is a wrong thing, and we shouldn't allow this." And putting his entertaining spin on it, I don't think that's necessarily bad. I think people well, like I don't unspeakable name. That I won't speak on here are bad, but you know who when, I'm talking about. When I like about. grow into a <laughs> yeah. wrinkly old man, I don't want to remember his videos by that. I want to remember having like a nice, clean laugh about how stupid some animal names are. Yeah, like yeah, like this, but, I mean, this sequence where there. he shows a picture of a coyote and a wolf and a dog, and then just zooms out and is like, "What the fuck, man? That's good <laughs> comedy. It's it's a nice it's yeah. a nice clean joke." Yeah. And, and I want I want more of that in my yes. life. Claim. Yeah, anyway, the though, coyotes and the wolves and the dogs look really alike sometimes. If you if you want a like if I recommend everybody who doesn't know who like who has not heard of the CSGO scandal thing to go look up uh H3H3 Productions video because theirs was the first to break and they got the information from that um I think it's Call to Honor is the other channel, the guy who dug up the files or the, the registration for the business. But after you watch that, absolutely go fucking watch total biscuits video where, <laughs> where he ran. Oh my God. He was, his video was basically like, I don't, I don't get involved in drama, but I just want to make a video saying absolutely fuck these people. Get off my website. Stop doing illegal shit. You're making the rest of us look bad. And that man has some fire in his voice. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, he, he he was he was pissed, man, and it was it was yeah. quite entertaining to hear him just like go nuts. Yeah, yeah. So it's like like that's like the only thing anger. I listened to. I I kept away from anything else. I was like, wait a minute, is he gonna actually? And it's actually short. I was like, okay, yeah. I'll I'll watch it. I'll I'll bite. And it was entertaining. For the yeah. Least, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was trying to like prod at it earlier, but gambling systems are creeping into games a lot these days yeah to to the point where i guess this is how it ends and where it goes there's this new york times editorial i thought was interesting about um casinos in vegas specifically making moves to include arcade style video games and also new original games based off of skill over the coming year in order to update their demographics because old people who like casinos are going to die eventually right right uh there's quotes from from owners vps ceos specifically talking about how excited they are to uh bring in arcade style skill-based video games into casinos Mm -hmm. which seems feasible because i i don't know like when you walk into a lot of arcades they have casino style systems in place for kids yeah it's not gambling because you're playing for tickets <laughs> which, right? which if it's anything <laughs> like the pachinko machines in japan is something you exchange for a toaster oh look yeah. this pawn shop next door that actually has a door inside the store to our store is taking toasters for 30 bucks yeah uh, brand new in box 30 bucks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the Yakuza games, it was plates. You would win novelty plates from the casino that you would then resell at the pawn shop next door. <laughs> Amazing. Should I try this when I go to Japan yes, later this should. year? Yes. Should I try should. to win a novelty plate that I sell at the pawn shop next door? I should just totally go. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's going to be cool. Anyways. Um, anyways. Uh, Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go launches. Yeah, that's news. <laughs> I, I told you guys. Yeah, that. we did. We talked about Pokemon <laughs> Go. It it works sometimes. Well, yeah, it is just day one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Team Fortress Two. Oh, this is something I'm actually really excited about. Okay. Uh, oh. When we're not playing Evolve, we should play Rain- T- that Team Team Rainbow Six Fortress Two. Man, some of these guys are like. Super good at Team Fortress. I'm gonna get my body rocked, man, so hard. It's, I, it's fine though, because you'll be on a team with friends where you can talk about Trump voters and dad points. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, how, uh, uh, yeah. So TF2's competitive mode is six v six, like your usual video game competitive mode. You are rewarded in nothing but but titles Kinda that like match Overwatch. you up against. Yeah, exactly. Against I was thinking people. the same thing. I was like, wait a minute, didn't Overwatch add <laughs> something similar? <laughs> Overwatch didn't invent this stuff. The first time I really got into a competitive <laughs> a matchmaking yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you were actually taking that seriously. That's like, yeah, yeah, that was like, like a that was like a Skyrim with guns comment. Like it's one of those that like was yes, not as explicit for someone who does not have Overwatch and does not know how serious I should take Overwatch. That was totally not a Skyrim with guns. Like even if you don't have Skyrim, you know that Skyrim with guns is a stupid concept. Overwatch with competitive mode is not a stupid concept. I, That's the I'm way things sorry, should be. George. I, I think it's more <laughs> implying that um, both of them are coming out with a competitive mode at the same time is you know interesting. 
It's a little silly considering Overwatch just launched and Team Fortress launched like a decade ago. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised they never tried exactly. it earlier, but TF2 pit, always like, like ran by the server browser and ecosystem. I mean, they they have two major patches a year where they add features like, mm-hmm. you know, there was man versus machine. There's, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that they have added over time. But the coincidence of this timing of adding a 6v6 competitive mode in TF2 when a 6v6 TF2 like game just came out and mm-hmm. launched their competitive mode is just a little silly to me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. everything should have a competitive mode. I oh, think yeah, Tetris absolutely. should have a team based 5v5 competitive matchmaking system. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, with, it's, with classes and skills and, and, and skins unlocks, and accessories, red dot scopes. <laughs> it, it, that's that's re- that's the reason why there needs to be competition between games and and so people can keep trying different stuff. If the Overwatch didn't come out, we may not have competitive mode. So there you go. I think CS:GO is going to be more of an influence here because it uses the same engine and what, ended it's really the same, well like same a few people. years ago. Yeah, it's and, it, and it's the same developers, so. They probably really just like copy pasted a lot of the same codes over and then made it work for TF2. Yeah, but they didn't do it until Overwatch came out. Mm. But I mean, it's they probably didn't like scramble and get it done all in a week. I mean, it, was, well, it was probably I'm, in, I'm in the works for a little it, bit more. I mean, more. I mean Overwatch have... has been in beta for almost a year, <laughs> or was in beta for almost a year. So they. I'm just saying. Also, I totally forgot that Overwatch is a TF2 clone. It's. Yeah, I mean, is it that though? is that's, how that's it is described. Joke. During that's, this whole conversation, I wasn't actually even considering that because I'm just so used to hearing Overwatch being by itself now. I heard a lot more of the like, oh, Overwatch TF2 clone before it came out. Now yeah. that it's come out, it seems to have found more of its own identity. I think people are realizing that 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 uh, comparison is more skin deep than yeah. anything. Like, obviously, I genuinely it hasn't heard like, it since release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it has its like demo man and medic and engineer like like one to ones in Overwatch, but like the games are so different that it's like that'd be like say it it's like saying well Dark Souls is Zelda, right? Like kinda, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like Dark Souls is very similar to Ocarina of Time in so many ways, and people have made that comparison, and there's logic to back it up. But like, you wouldn't sell the game to somebody like that. That's not where it stands on its own, you know. All right. So yep. yeah, they they uh, added they added a competitive mode. Yay. Uh, I want to play it. Do you want to play it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'm did, down for did, any. I play. Hey, anything. Jimmy, you want to play competitive six v six matchmaking TF two? No, absolutely not. The, the, oh my this god, is, it's Overwatch. What are you talking about? We're not. It's not TF two. It's Overwatch. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's basically an Overwatch clone. <laughs> 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 so Verdude is coming out for consoles and I like how how the timing for that is also coincidentally matching up with BF1. I don't know, like I don't think everything's a coincidence. No, I look, I don't care even if Team Fortress 2 was like, fuck Overwatch is coming out, we need to do a competitive mode. Like that's fine. Like it's a good business move. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. I don't think that that is underhanded or anything. I just think it's it's a fun observation. <laughs> yeah, and fun <laughs> observations are fun. We we could all use more fun observations in our lives rather yeah. than you know where you can find fun observations 
on youtube.com slash sundergamer where you can find all your favorite videos <laughs> all about your favorite fun, observations all your favorite observations like like uh, elder scrolls oblivion sucks but it's that's fine that it sucks Don't and you can still like video it video games or or um i don't remember my other videos go watch my videos uh, go, go to youtube.com slash matt visual where i do pack openings for pokemon cards uh, it's not true i i i just got a blastoise ex ultraware full art and not man, true. is that the new nvidia graphics card yes it is it also you can slot in the car directly into your into your chassis and everything is fine yeah. What frame rate are you getting in Bloodborne now? Oh, only only thirty one. It only uh, improved by one frame. To max out Bloodborne, <laughs> yeah. shit. Gotta, Still gotta catch all the frames. I mean, that's what you get for four gotta, bucks gotta and opening a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash bunnyhop show, you'll hear me mispronounce things. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of good information next to the mispronunciations, but, but they are mispronunciations. <laughs> I do a mispronunciation channel. Iwata. I um I I cover I cover the comparisons between um the 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 Verdunes and the Sidmeers. I uh, also also like like catching Pokemon. Bush, Bush. Tribes. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't tell your mom about us. Tell everybody else about us. Bye.